What's up, Happy Lifer? Thanks for joining us today. I'm so glad that you are here. This week's episode was a talk, Joe McCarthy of Mojo Studio, one of our brother studios in Southern California, and I did on the Wisdom app. Well, actually, it started out as a talk on Joe's channel, and then his phone decided to go psycho and totally leave me hanging. So (laughs) I had to improvise and finish the talk by myself. Luckily for me, talking isn't something that I have a problem with, so (laughs) I was able to, to pull it out. But truth be told, my mic wasn't so hot either, so I apologize in advance for the audio quality. By the way, if you don't have the Wisdom app, Joe and I would highly recommend downloading it and finding us on there. Uh, We do talks on there quite a bit. All right, so I have no idea what just happened, but uh, somehow, some way, (laughs) all that work is gone, which I can only just guess it wasn't meant to be. Um, It was certainly a great rehearsal, though. I enjoyed that dress rehearsal with you, Steve. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hey. Maybe this is why we don't get invited to the table. (laughs) (laughs) This could be it. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome. Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you happy? Is it not then why? Is it not then why? We're here to help your life be happier. So, uh, hey, this is Joseph Mojo McCarthy. Many of you in Wisdom have have are somewhat familiar with me, but Steve-O, my friend here, Steve Hayes, uh, he's a good friend, longtime friend. I'm so happy to have him on the Wisdom app with me. We've done one talk together, and Steve is a an accomplished podcaster himself and a brilliant communicator. I was just telling him that his podcast a couple of weeks ago, just a week prior to Mother's Day, I mean, it had me in tears several times. Just just amazing content and delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, for those who haven't met you yet, let's start this way. Uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what your passions, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't want to grow up. I want to be a toy right. kid. That's right. Well, I am a, I'm a communicator. I'm a happypreneur. I'm a thought leader. Um, I think differently. Uh, I think creatively. Uh, I like to see a problem. I like to find a way to get there. Uh, and I'm a happy puner. I'm here to, I'm here to navigate, then activate, then advocate your happy life. Uh, everyone's looking for happy. Yeah. Everyone's looking to be happy, but not everyone's happy. So what's going on? I think we're kind of doing it wrong. And uh, so that's what I'm. I'm a happy preneur and a thought leader, and I'm here to help people by bringing. It's an acronym for help to bring healing, encouragement, to make them laugh, and to make them ponder. Yeah, help, healing, encouragement, laughter, and ponder. I love all those. That's so good. And you and I, it's it's amazing how alike we are. We we joke that we're twin twin brothers of other mothers, but there's so many parallels here. Yeah. Uh, as some of some on wisdom have already heard. I recently have developed my own acronym that's really going to be the basis of a lot of my 
talks when I have an audience, which right now it's wisdom and who knows where that'll go. But, and the, the acronym for me is play. I don't think I've even told you this yet. Play P L A Y. And Ooh, it's nice. my premise. Yours is better than mine. I like that, that one. No, no, they're, they're both great. And I think they're both, I think they both are synchronous in, in other words, uh, the four letters that you've got and the four letters I've got, both these four letter words could change the world. Right. Uh, I love that. There's a new, there's a it's new true. talk. It's true. If we four help more words, people, you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off here, but boy, if we played more and we helped more, this it would fix the world. It would fix the world. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, I, I haven't thought this through, right? Because you just were talking about your acronym and I was thinking of mine. We didn't talk about this in advance, but those two things really are, powerfully uh, influential ingredients in our lives. And I mean, if we could concentrate on those four things, those, those eight things, uh, tell them again, what's your help? What do H H E L P? What's that stand for? Healing or happy encouragement, laughter and ponder. Right. So healing or happy encouragement, laughter and ponder. And my play P L A Y is P is pretend. So this really digs into the idea of letting your imagination mm flow right we you and i have talked a lot about how as you grow up you're told to you know become an adult and grow up and don't be so childish and and i want to make a distinction here i am not promoting childishness in terms of immaturity i'm talking about childlikeness where it's awe and wonder and curiosity and fun and play and laughter right so my my p-l-a-y is p is is pretend because in a second when we were kids we could make up stuff in a moment, you know, one minute, one minute I'm Superman and then I'm actually the train that Superman yeah. knocks off the railroad. And then, then I'm somewhere on another planet in another universe. And the next thing you know, I'm a unicorn that's you know, just because there was no limits, no limits in our imagination. And I just, I think there's something really powerful and wonderful if we could tap back into that yeah. and allow ourselves the permission to bring that into our adult lives because there's no reason, there's no good reason, but there's a lot of bad reasons to leave that in childhood. So P is pretend L is laughter, which ties right into your help because you and I both know that laughter not only is the best medicine, but it releases all sorts of positive endorphins and energy so that it it changes your attitude, your mood, it changes everything. And then A is attitude because I really do believe attitude sets your altitude. If your attitude sucks, if your attitude's down, well, your altitude, that's where you're going to go. That's where you're going to land. That's going to be your, your destination. But if your attitude is up and it's positive and it's happy and it's, it's, you see the possibilities instead of the problems, well, then you will soar. You'll soar like, like your feet are barely touching the ground and you just can't wait to get up and go, go do, right? So A is attitude and Y is yield. And the way I see yield is allowing, allowing the, the gifts, the talents, the experience, the education, all the things that make you you, allow it to flow where it's not this its not this striving and trying hard to make it work uh, 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 like that, but it's more like, like breathe in and you breathe out. And when you're breathing out, you're just letting all of that stuff that is you yeah. flow out of it. So I'm really becoming a proponent of, of we are human beings. We are not human doings. We do lots of stuff. That doesn't define who we are. And in fact, if if our doing doesn't flow out of our being, then we're yeah. probably not going to end up in a healthy place. What do you think about all that? Oh, I love that, man. Pretend, attitude, laugh, and attitude, yeah. and yield. And then my friend John Weirau says two ways to uh, view yield. One is yield in terms of what I just said about just letting go and letting it flow. And he said also yield can mean 
what do you produce? Like, and he was saying, if you get in that play state, whether it's in work or family or worship or, or hobbies, then you actually produce not only the great endorphins in your body and good energy, but you, you become more productive, right? Exactly. So you actually yield more results. Yeah. You're like, well, what a double whammy that is. You, you get in the yeah. flow and you actually become more productive as well. Right. But it's, it's not like doing for doing sake. It's doing out of being. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That is so good. So Steve and I, uh, obviously, we're very uh, in sync in a lot of ways. I didn't even know it. Right? Three decades go by. And I hear Steve's doing a podcast. And that's when the door cracked open for me on this whole idea of coming to the table that much of my adult life, uh, I felt like I had stuff to contribute, but nobody wanted to hear it. They never invited me to the table. When I invited myself or, or, or knocked on the door, the door was locked or shut and said, you know, stay in your lane, do your thing. This is not your place or your whatever. And so I, I just kind of let that die. I started playing small and stayed in my lane. And went, but I was, I was never made to be small, Steve. <laughs> Neither were you. Were you. Right. In fact, none of us were made to be small. However, we we tend to put more emphasis on certain personalities and certain styles. And we think that people that are louder can make a bigger difference or people that are upfront people. The world's made of all sorts of people. You got starters and you got finishers. You got people that start something, but they can't keep it going. They got people that can keep things going, but they can't start something. You got pioneers and you got settlers. If you don't have settlers, then you find new areas, you find new grounds, you find new territories, new lands, but you don't know how to build an outhouse, right? But if you only have settlers, then there's no pioneers out there to find new lands for the settlers to build their new homes on and to build the new programs and new new things on. I mean, you've got CEOs and you've got CFOs, you've got managers, you've got employees, you've got owners, you've got players, you've got all sorts of different styles and personalities. And no personality is is better than the other. Uh, no style is better. We're all there, there's some people that that feel like they need to be holding a microphone to lead. They need to be up on the platform to lead. But yet, some of the people that have utilized me the best are people that they were in charge, but they told me they said, Steve, but you're better with a microphone than I am. They have people telling them in the organization. Why aren't you up there? Why is he up there? This is your deal. It's your thing that you're putting together. And he says, why would I be up there? Well, I can do that. But when Steve-O, he's made to do this. And, and Steve-O can do this better than I could do it. So why wouldn't I allow him to do his thing? Which is great that he did. Because honestly, the skill set that he had with organization, working behind the scenes, spotting the problems that were coming, all that type of stuff, I couldn't do that stuff at all. So if I had to fill his role there... So in other words, he let me play the role that I could play, whether that was the big toe or what was the elbow or whatever. But it's when we try playing roles that don't fit. In other words, what I'm trying to say is to answer Joe's thing is that we all made to be big, but sometimes big is invisible. And Mother's Day is a classic example of that, if you ask me. Joe's mic went out, so I'm going to keep talking until he gets back on. But um, I just did a podcast uh, for Mother's Day. And in that, I was talking about this thing I read a long time ago. The New York Times was putting out an article, and they were trying to find for Mother's Day the 12 most powerful women in the country. And after much research and everything, they finally figured out that the 12 most powerful women are women that no one else knows except for their own family, their own world. Like our moms, 
for the most part, really, my mom was just super big in my life, but not everyone knew who my mom was. But she was huge in my life. And we're all meant to be huge in somebody else's life, which is why I love that whole concept of play and help. When we play, when we're happy, that's why we started Happy Life Studios. Your happy you is your best you. And when you're happy, you think about other people more than you think about yourself. When I'm discontent, when I'm jealous, when I'm anxious, when I'm angry, I'm thinking about myself. When I'm insecure, you know, nobody likes cocky people. Why? Because cocky people, all they think about is themselves. But flip that coin a second. What about people that struggle with insecurity? Who are they thinking about? Themselves. People that are angry, who do they think about? Themselves. When, when we're at our happiest state and all those other parts of us, they're part of who we are. We're not just a happy person. We're all the things that we have inside of us. We're negative as well as positive. We're dark and light in the same body. Okay. But when we are happy, we are our best self when we're in a good state like that. And we tend to think about other people. And that's why I like that whole play. And I like the whole help. Man, if the world would just do more helping each other, if they would just play more, I'm telling you, most of our problems would be gone. When you think about other people, you share with other people, you help other people. There's not all the greed. Not everyone's buying all the toilet paper <laughs> because we know, wait a minute, how much toilet paper do I really need? Someone else might need this extra roll at Costco. So I just I just love that. Um, and I don't know, Joe's having a hard time with his, he can't get his microphone to work. So I'm just going to keep on going on here uh, if you guys are okay with that. This, this app is, is new to me. I haven't been on it that long, but I absolutely love it. But the thing that I miss on this app is there's no place for anyone to type in any questions or type in any comments that we could talk about. So I'll just keep on going from here. Uh, but I never have any problem finding stuff to talk about. <laughs> and sometimes that's my strength. And sometimes it's my weakness. Because our strengths are our weaknesses. And, and really vice versa. That's what I like about Joe's whole play concept. You need somebody else in the room if you're going to play, right? Solitaire is okay, but it's way better when you're with a group of people and you're interacting and you're having fun. It's hard to play a board game by yourself. By the way, I, I've always said that this is how you can tell whether you're an optimist or a pessimist. Play a game by yourself and see whether you win or lose. <laughs> right play a game by yourself play both sides of the chessboard and then you decide which role are you the winner or the loser and the truth is that's what it is with our life that's what it is with our strengths that's what it is when we play if we learn we're not losing and playing isn't about winning it's about playing it's about the connection with the people that we're playing with or playing against and if we can learn to help others and we can learn to play well with others, then we see this thing is bigger than our own selves and we don't get ourselves bent out of shape or in anxiety or trying to compare ourselves with other people. We can simply be content to be ourselves because every game, especially if you're talking sports, everyone plays a different role. There's a lot of, a lot of plays 
a lot of parts of the game that you might just stand there. You might run around and the ball never gets thrown to you or the ball never gets hit to you. I was always put out in the right field. I was out. I was in the outfield way out. They always put me way out there. Right. And honestly, I crossed my fingers and pray and hope to God that nobody hit the ball my way because I didn't want to have a ball come because I was that kid that like in a commercial that just stood there with his hand out only it wasn't Sandlot where the guy hit it directly into my glove. It always go over my head and I never see it until it's over my head. Then I have to go run. I have to go get it. So I, I never wanted to the ball even to come my way, but I was still a part of the team. And so we all have different places where we need to play and places where we're strong and places that we're weak. That's why it's so important to do self-improvement. It's so important to, to work on oneself to figure out what you're good at and what you're not so good at. Because for so long, uh, I'm sorry, t- Joe is texting me here, so I'm trying to, he can't figure his microphone out. So he said to keep on going until my, until my time runs out. And that's good too. I think we need to keep going until our time runs out. So, you know, anybody wanna ride a bike? Squirrel, ADD, yeah. That that's me. And so Joe's texting me. I'm trying to talk and my brain is going every which way. I was kind of thrown for a little bit of a loop when Joe's mic stopped working, but that's not a big deal. We can keep on talking here about what we're talking about. Uh, but that's what I was going to say. For the longest time, I tried to be like these other people. They seem to get invited to the table. They seem to be doing really well. Everyone seemed to be listening to their stuff and, and following them. So I thought, well, maybe I needed to be more like them. I remember my first job I ever got, I was told that if I wanted to be good at what I did, I had to basically just saying I had to change my personality. And so for years, I tried to be like that other personality. I tried to be like, I said, my buddy that was really good at organizing and, and administrating. I tried to be like that guy. And all it did was it forced me to, to work out of my weakness. I mean, I felt like I was successful at what I did, but not nearly as successful as I could have been had I just got other people to do what they did well. Just like my buddy who put me up on that platform because he knew in his mind, he felt like I could do that better than him. And he just let me go. He let me run. He let me play. He let me go and be myself. And then he would tell me how great I did. And he didn't have to kick me off. I've been a part of so many organizations where I don't know if they want the credit or if they want, but when, when somebody else wins, and you're holding their hand, you win too. When their hand goes up in the air as the winner and you're holding their hand, your hand goes up too. And, and there's a, a mind shift that we got to take from wanting to be the win and wanting to be the one that has my hand held up in the air to wanting to hold somebody else's hand up in the air. Like I tell people in marriage counseling, because I've been told that in marriage counseling, but if one of you has to win, then you both lose. But we can all win at the same time. It reminds me of in the Special Olympics. There was a Special Olympics and they were having a race and there was a tie at the end. Now, you know, Joe has talked about being childlike versus childish. And the Special Olympics, boy, some of these guys that are mentally disabled, I've got a lot of good friends in this category. And honestly, I feel like they have it more together than I have it together. I just think that they see things from a different angle. And instead of saying they're handicapped, I don't think they're handicapped. I just think they see things from a different angle in the same way that a child sees things differently than when we become an adult. Just like 
the Polar Express, right? Only the children can hear the bell ring, right? So in this race, in the Special Olympics, there was a tie. And if that were to happen with non-Special Olympics, if it wasn't a childlike heart, we would be upset. Somebody wants to get gold. Someone has to win. Someone on I tied instead of winning. Well, the childlikeness of that race of the Special Olympics, when they won, the people up in the stands were, especially those that were parents and friends of the, the athletes that tied, they kind of cringed and waited for the athletes to freak out or whatever. But instead, you know what they did? The athletes grabbed each other's hand. They raised them up in the air and started running around the track and started saying, we all win. We all win. <laughs> I think that's what it's all about. Making other people win instead of putting ourselves to the front. So Joe and I, we're going to talk tonight about being invited to the table. Simply for the fact that we know that there's a lot of listeners out there that haven't been invited to the table. And you don't know why. You don't know why you get looked over time and time again. You don't know why people tend to lift up other people or tend to others tend to get promoted where you don't. We don't always understand the whole, why isn't my stuff seem to be, why are people not listening to me? Why do they roll their eyes when I speak? Why do I never get invited to the table? Whatever that looks like for you. But I'll tell you what, that other table, that we're sitting at the kitty table, the childlike table, that's where the play happens because that's what children do. They love to play. And you know what else kids love to do? They love to help. Kids are always wanting to help mom and dad. They're always wanting to learn to do it. They're always wanting to help. And half the time they want to help, they actually, it feels like it's just easier to just do it yourself. You heard that term? It's just easier if I do it myself. It might be easier, but it's not as effective. You might get the task done quicker, and it might look even a little bit better, but it's just you celebrating you. That's why I'm not big on the media when it comes to team sports, and they try to make a whole team one player. Tom Brady takes on Aaron Rodgers. No, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Green Bay Packers. It's not one quarterback against another quarterback. It's a team against a team. It's one city playing with another city. And then at the end, we raise our hands up in the air and we say, we all win because it's a game. Life is a game. It's meant to be played, not won. And if we have to win, that means somebody else has to lose. I hope that's making sense to you. I have a friend that that is amazing at poker. And this guy did well. This guy, every time he goes and plays poker, he does well. He comes home with more money than he left. But he stopped playing poker and started playing blackjack. I asked him why. I said, why you stop playing poker and start playing blackjack? You know what he said? He says, because when I win at poker, someone else loses. Everyone else around that table loses. When I play poker, I win, they lose. But when I play blackjack, the house loses. <laughs> Even Simon Sinek, Joe just sent me a text and Simon Sinek says that life is an infinite game. It's meant to be played, not won. And I don't know where you're listening to this from, but I live in America and America is a consumer-based society. Consumer-based is all about performance. It's all about push your way to the top, even if it means stepping on other people to get there. But I think it's way better to hold each other's hands and raise them up to the top. When you make somebody else win, 
you win as well. You play for the win-win, not the win-lose. So, you know, that other small table, you know, Thanksgiving, the holidays, you got the big table where all the adults are at, and you're stuck at the kiddie table. The kiddie table isn't so bad. There's not a lot of pressure at the kiddie table. You know what they do at the kiddie table? They play. You know why? Because they're kids. They're childlike. You know what else they do at the kiddie table? Like I said, they help. Kids love to help. So there are so many ways today. If, if you don't get invited to the table, you know what you do? You just make another table. And that's really why Joe started this whole thing we're talking about wisdom potluck. That's why we both started studios. Because we want to invite other people to the table we have. It's the kitty table. It's not as big, but it's just as important. And it has a lot more fun. So what I would say to, to you guys listening is be content with the table that you're at. Just invite different people to it. Just make sure that your life makes somebody else's life better. You're valuable. And we need you at the table. We need you at the table you're at. When you start wanting to be at somebody else's table, you stop paying attention to the people that are at the table that you're at. And there's people at that table that need you. There's people on our social media that need us to encourage them. They need us to be our happy selves. They need us to help and they need us to play. They don't need us to judge. They don't need us to correct them. They don't need us to be angry with them. That's not getting anywhere. They need us to play and they need us to help. Because a potluck, as Joe says, it's a variety of food. It's, a, it's something for everyone. You might not be the most favorite dish, but you're the most favorite dish to somebody. Let me put it this way. You might not be the most favorite dish to all the people, but you're the favorite dish to somebody out there. So make most of that. Use that. You are valuable. You have something to offer. You do taste good to somebody. So don't strive play instead. Don't try to get to that other table. Be content with the table you're at and change somebody's life. Help somebody. Play with somebody that's at the table that you're at. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. The kitty table isn't so bad. Don't wish you were at the other table. Be content with the table you're at and play there and help there and see if your life just doesn't get happier. Check them out. Mojo Studios. Joe's got a ton of great podcasts out there. Check them out. Steve Ace.